But wait, there's more. Hi, everybody. It's Terry O'Reilly here, and we're happy to announce something we've never offered before. It's our But Wait, There's More subscriber package. If you're a fan of Under the Influence, you'll get more than ever before. You'll get more bonus episodes like the live recording and audience Q&A we did recently at the Hot Docs Podcast Festival, exclusive for subscribers only. You'll get more podcasts with additional stories. You'll get early access so you can listen to all of our new shows before anyone else. You'll get all of our episodes, including archives, ad-free. Tisk tisk. I won't judge. You'll be invited to Ask Me Anything sit-down chats with yours truly. You'll get first dibs on tickets for live events. You'll get big discounts on Under the Influence merchandise. And that's only the beginning, all for a few bucks a month. Just go to our show page on Apple Podcasts and tap Try Free to start your free seven-day trial. Membership has its privileges. Hmm, you should copyright that. 
there was a very large and very stupid bear. His name was Mr. Bear Squash You All Flat. And this is why. He liked to squash things. He liked to sit on things and squash them flat. That was how a children's book titled Mr. Bear Squash You All Flat began, written by author Morel Gibson. It's a story of a large bear who got a kick out of sitting on the homes of smaller animals in the forest and squashing them. The book was released in 1950, then drifted out of print shortly after. There was a kid in Tacoma, Washington, who was born the same year the book came out. He loved Mr. Bear Squash You All Flat and asked his mother to read it over and over again. He and his older brother Dan were fascinated by salamanders and tadpoles and snakes. They built terrariums in their parents' basement to house the critters they would collect from Puget Sound. Dan loved to pull pranks on his little brother. He would hide in the closet for hours waiting to jump out at the right time to scare the hell out of him. Or he would pretend to feed the monsters under his little brother's bed. His little brother's name was Gary Larson. In 1968, Gary went to college to study biology, but he didn't enjoy it, so he switched to a communications course. He decided he wanted to write TV commercials, but it wasn't his calling. So he went to work in a music store selling instruments. He grew to hate that, too. He decided to make a big change and try his hand at drawing cartoons. He submitted six cartoons to a Seattle-based magazine. Larson called his series Nature's Way. The magazine liked it and paid Larson the princely sum of $15 a week. While on vacation in San Francisco later that year, he summoned the courage to submit his cartoons to the San Francisco Chronicle. The editor not only gave him a contract, he arranged to have the cartoons syndicated to 30 newspapers across the country. The Chronicle wanted to change the name of the cartoon from Nature's Way to the far side. Larson was so happy to land the contract, he later said he wouldn't have cared if they had called it Revenge of the Zucchini People. A week later, the Seattle magazine called to cancel his cartoon because they were getting too many complaints about its demented humor. But that demented humor was starting to catch on across the country. Gary Larson's Farside cartoons would eventually be published in nearly 2,000 papers. The Farside wasn't like other comics. There was no hero. Every cartoon featured a different set of characters. Sometimes it was people. Sometimes it was aliens. Sometimes it was animals. The humor was decidedly offbeat and hilarious. For example, we see a kid trying to push the door open to the Midvale School for the Gifted. The sign on the door says pull. Another has a kid lying in bed scared to death with two monsters lying under it, where one monster says to the other, I've got it again, Larry, that eerie feeling there's something on top of the bed. Clearly a nod to Larson's brother Dan. One cartoon created a bit of controversy. It showed a female ape picking something off the back of a male ape. The caption read, Well, well, another blonde hair. Conducting a little more research with that Jane Goodall tramp? The Jane Goodall Institute was furious. 
Jane Goodall herself thought it was hilarious. Then, in 1995, Larson decided to stop creating The Far Side. He didn't want to start repeating himself, so he put down his pen at the age of 44. Gary Larson created over 4,300 Farside cartoons from 1986 to 1995. He has sold over 45 million Farside books and is considered one of the most original comic artists of all time. He says his unusual view of life was inspired by his family's morbid sense of humor and the fact his older brother constantly pranked him. He also cites the book Mr. Bear Squash You All Flat. Larson says it fascinated him as a kid. He couldn't get enough of a story about a big bear squashing the homes of little animals. That absurd humor exerted a huge influence on him. Everybody has been influenced by the people and things in their life, especially creative people, and I'm no exception. My career in the world of advertising has been heavily influenced by commercials I saw as a kid, by writers, by actors, and by one very specific cartoon. Each of them helped inform my thinking, shaped my sensibilities, and some even threw a little twisted humor into the mix. Growing up, I loved the commercials as much as I loved the programs. I watched both with equal zeal. And even though I had to go to bed when the theme song for Bonanza came on, I still lay in bed listening to the television until I fell asleep. And certain commercials always stayed with me. For example, I remember a specific one from the late 60s, early 70s. The goal of the ad was to get motorists to stop crowding snow plows on the highways. It was an animated commercial that began by assembling all the various warning signs and hazard colors on the back of a snow plow. Then the voiceover said, You'd think with all this stuff on the back, a snow plow would be a hard thing to hit. But every winter, someone does. Next, the voiceover says something that probably made me remember this commercial. It was a line that you would never hear in this era. What else can we stick on the back? A tail gunner? When you see the flashing blue light, please slow down. Suddenly, a crazy animated tail gunner appears on the back of the snowplow and starts firing. A message brought to you by the Department of Highways, Ontario. It was highly unusual. The animation smacked of Monty Python. But it showed me that even a snowplow commercial from the government could be creative. In other words, that ad taught me there was no such thing as a boring product. I was very fortunate to attend a weekly master class in the use of sound effects many years ago. That tutorial was delivered courtesy 
of the Coyote and Roadrunner cartoons I watched as a kid. I don't think sound effects have ever been done better or with more humor. And that cartoon was created in the 1950s when technology was a tad more basic than it is now. I loved the ever-inventive Wiley Coyote and the contraptions he would order from the Acme Corporation, which, by the way, stood for a company that manufactures everything. Those contraptions gave animator genius Chuck Jones a smorgasbord of sound effects possibilities. I learned a lot from that cartoon. For example, I learned that something falling off a cliff was funny when it made a whistle. I also loved the sound the Roadrunner made when he stuck his tongue out at Wiley. Many years later, I co-founded a sound production company. All that learning I absorbed while sitting in front of the TV on those Saturday afternoons paid off. Thanks, Chuck Jones. I remember a commercial from 1979 that made a big impact on me. And it wasn't even aimed at me. It was for Chanel No. 5 Perfume. It began as a beautiful woman sits by a spectacular pool. I am made of blue sky and golden light. Then a man magically appears at the other end of the pool. He dives in and swims underwater toward her. And I will feel this way forever. He rises out of the pool at her feet, then disappears. Share the fantasy. Chanel number five. There was a lot of talent in that commercial. The mesmerizing music was by a composer I had not heard of at the time named Vangelis. The director was Ridley Scott. He was a busy commercial director back then, shooting around 100 commercials a year. He was less than a year away from directing his first big movie, Alien. Then would come a big Hollywood career with movies like Blade Runner, Thelma and Louise and Gladiator. The male voiceover at the end... Did you recognize it? Share the fantasy. Chanel number five. That voice belonged to another famous film director. His name, John Huston. The words share the fantasy summed up that commercial perfectly. Everything about it seemed like a dream. I'd never seen a commercial quite like it before. It was quiet. It was beautiful. It was sexy. It showed me it was possible to create an incredible feeling in just 30 seconds. I always remembered it, which is interesting, because it wasn't aimed at what was then a 20-year-old me. It was aimed at women, slightly older women at that. Advertising Age magazine ranks it number 36 on the top 100 commercials of all time. I agree. Stan Freeberg was a renaissance man. In the 1940s, he began to do voice work for both the Warner Brothers cartoons and the Jack Benny show. 
He did radio. He did television. He did political parody. He created legendary comedy albums beginning in the 1950s. He also wrote and produced groundbreaking commercials. Freeberg won 21 Clio Awards, the Oscars of advertising, three Emmys, and a Grammy. Keith, if you add up all the Emmys we've won to date, including last year, how many do we have now? None. That's right. Stan's commercials are enshrined in the Museum of Radio and Television in New York and the Smithsonian. His creativity had a big influence on me. I admired his big, bold ideas, and I particularly admired his mastery of radio as a medium. We once had a long telephone conversation about our mutual love of radio. You may remember this famous Stan Freeberg radio bit I played a while back. He created it for the Radio Bureau in 1964. Radio? Why should I advertise on radio? There's nothing to look at, no pictures. Listen, you can do things on radio you couldn't possibly do on TV. That'll be the day. All right, watch this. Okay, people, and now when I give you the cue, I want the 700-foot mountain of whipped cream to roll into Lake Michigan, which has been drained and filled with hot chocolate. Then the Royal Canadian Air Force will fly overhead towing a 10-ton maraschino cherry, which will be dropped into the whipped cream to the cheering of 25,000 extras. All right, cue the mountain. Now, you want to try that on television? Well... You see, radio is a very special medium because it stretches the imagination. Doesn't television stretch the imagination? Up to 27 inches, yes. Still perfectly relevant 55 years later. Stan Freeberg was the master of the big idea and big production values. That's with you every night Through the long commuter fight And in the morning with your toast and mama lady-o Who listens to radio No matter if it's summer, winter, spring or fall Who listens to radio Only 150 million Vocals by Sarah Vaughan, orchestra arranged and conducted by Quincy Jones. Yep, Stan thought big. He was especially good at big production numbers with music. Not many people attempt that in radio commercials, but Stan was the man. Who puts eight great tomatoes in that little bitty can? Who puts eight great tomatoes in that little bitty can? Who puts eight great tomatoes in that little bitty can? You know who, you know who, you know who. In case you don't, it's Contadina tomato paste. That just makes me laugh. Stan's music work on radio was inspiring. Our company produced this next radio commercial for a cheese company called Tillamook. The goal of the commercial was to persuade listeners to taste Tillamook's sharp cheddar and to not be afraid to try a sharp-tasting cheese. 
You needn't be afraid of the rain that visits the meadows of Tillamook and yields the precious grass eaten by cows who know the difference. For it is Tillamook, that's why. This greener grass makes for sweeter milk, gathered fresh every day to become Tillamook cheddar cheese, a cheddar that slices, melts, and tastes better than any other. So you need not be afraid. You may have enjoyed this rich and flavorful Tillamook cheddar cheese many times, but still you find yourself longing for more. Come with me to a new place, a place called Tillamook Sharp Cheddar Cheese. And if you dare, Tillamook Extra Sharp. Try it on your burgers, try it in your tacos, but try it. Don't be afraid, cat. You're afraid of the cheese. You're afraid of the cheese. Tell him, look, if you've been there, you know. Don't be a weenie. The voice in that commercial is James Blendick, a wonderful Stratford actor. The choir was made up of just three singers we doubled and tripled. One of those singers was the late, great Billy Van of House of Frightenstein fame. Bet you didn't know Billy was a singer, too. It was a complicated commercial to build, with music, sound effects, narration, and choir. But the result is pretty amusing. Thanks for the inspiration, Stan Freeberg. I had another inspiration in those early years of my career. His name was Chicken Man. And we'll be right back after this message. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss mom deserves better than a drugstore card this mother's day surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. add your favorite photos a heartfelt message and we'll even mail it for you the same day all for just five dollars from mom to grandma we have something to celebrate every mom in your life every mom deserves a Moonpig card get 50 percent off your first card at moonpig.com Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another big influence on me was a radio writer and voiceover legend named Dick Orkin. 
He had one of the greatest radio voices of all time. It was kind of a hapless voice, and Dick used it to perfection. Here he is in a commercial for a store called Dayton's. The premise is funny. Dick is trying to convince his boss to let him leave early so he can get to Dayton's fabulous warehouse sale. Except, it's Dick's first day on the job. So, Shirley, welcome to the stenographic pool. Thank you, sir. Any questions? Uh, yes, may I be excused to go to Dayton's fabulous warehouse sale? Mr. Shirley, you've only been with the firm five well, minutes. Well, I know, but Dayton's has this big sale. No. Appliances, no. furniture. No, no, just get to work, Shirley. Right. Yes, what? Sir, I forgot. My mother, my sister is getting, let's see, married. So can I go no, to No, no, no. You're going to Dayton's warehouse sale. Oh, great. Thank yeah. you, sir. Shirley, get to your short end. Okay. Uh, sir. Yes. I don't want to panic you or anything, but I think an earthquake is due any second, so could I No. Oh. What now? Oh, I think my appendix is back. Mr. Oh, my Mr. Shirley, the only way you're going to get out of here to go to Dayton's fabulous warehouse sale is by being fired, understand? Yes, sir. Okay. Fathead. You're fired. Thank you. You won't regret this, sir. Dick Orkin is also famous for creating a legendary radio series called Chicken Man. I remember hearing it when I was a kid in Sudbury and being glued to the radio to hear the next installment. Chicken Man was a hapless superhero dressed as a giant chicken. And he only worked weekends because he sold shoes during the week. Now. Another exciting episode in the life of the most fantastic crime fighter the world has ever known. Dick Orkin created Chicken Man in the mid-1960s as a parody of Batman. It became a huge hit and was even broadcast on armed forces radio to the troops in Vietnam. It continued to be rebroadcast well into the 1990s and beyond. How do you do? Yes? I have a newspaper ad here I'd like to run. Oh, swell, I'd love to hear it. It should read as follows. Yes? For hire, the most fantastic crime fighter the world has ever known. Yes? It shall be my sacred duty to seek out all criminals in the city streets and dark alleys. No matter where they hide, I shall pursue them night and day. I will give them no rest until they have been crushed by one blow from my mighty fist. Well, this is an interesting development, isn't it? Yes, I think it is. It was a classic radio series. Great character voices, great use of sound effects, absurd and hilarious storylines. I was lucky to work with Dick Orkin several times. He taught me that casting was everything in radio ads, that picking just the right voice could make or break a commercial. He also showed me that a good actor can deliver a funny line, but a truly funny actor can make anything funny. So my mission was to always try and find actors who had that gift for radio. One of those actors was named Jim Lawless. He wasn't a commercial voiceover actor. He was a respected Shakespearean actor. That's what made him so amusing. He exuded gravitas. When you put his stentorian voice up against mundane words, it was always funny. Here's a radio commercial I wrote for a brain teaser board game called Mind Trap. The goal of the campaign was to launch the game and let people know you can enjoy some one-upmanship if you played with people you wanted to one-up. 
Okay, your boss is going places all thanks to your hard work, and when he thanks you, he says good work, Stan, which is okay, except your name is Gretchen. Suddenly, you discover Mind Trap the game. The idea is simple. Whoever answers the most brain-teasing questions wins, and you don't have to be an exact VP to guess the answers. It's a level playing field. So invite Mr. Attaboy, pat on the back, well done, wink-wink, turkey in lieu of a Christmas bonus, over for a game, and lower the hammer. On Monday, you'll be promoted. Or fired beyond belief. Mind Trap. It's a game of one-upmanship, and your ship just came in. Another unexpected commercial voiceover sensation was none other than George McLean, the longtime CBC TV news anchor. George began in radio in 1946 and joined CBC 10 years later. He retired in 1986. The amazing thing about George McLean was that he didn't become a commercial voiceover sensation until he was in his 80s. I was casting a commercial for the Toronto Blue Jays, starring players Joe Carter and Otis Nixon. The idea was to introduce them as if they were ex-presidents of the United States. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Carter and Mr. Nixon. So we arranged an audition to find a dignified actor to deliver that line. While listening to the auditions, I suddenly heard the perfect voice. When I looked at the name on the list, it said, George McLean. I asked our casting director, is that the CBC George McLean? And she said, yep. George showed up to the radio session wearing a suit. The Blue Jays were in shorts. But that was George. He had a formality about him. Like Jim Lawless, George was hilarious when you put that formality up against slightly absurd words. We produced a radio commercial for another game called Act One where you have to act out scenes from movies and your teammates have to guess the movie. And because most people are terrible actors, playing the game is a lot of fun. So I cast George McLean. Hello. I'm here to tell you about Act One, the popular new game where players act out scenes from movies and TV shows until a teammate guesses the title. Okay, what if you're a man and you pick a card that requires you to act out a woman's part? I'm something of an old hand at this, and what I do is make my voice go higher. To demonstrate, I liked out Catherine's death scene from the movie The English Patient. My darling, I'm waiting for you. How long is a day in the dark or a week? The fire is out and I'm horribly cold. I know you'll come and carry me out into the Palace of the Winds. That was actually me, not Kristen Scott Thomas. It's tricks like this that can mean the difference between winning and losing. If you're a woman and you get a man's part, try lowering your voice. Practice makes perfect, but first you must get the game. It's now available along with the new young adult version at Blockbuster Video, Toys R Us, and Dufferin Game Room Store. Act one. If you can't be a star, at least you can act like one. So Funny, written by my friend Bill Martin. After that campaign, everybody wanted George McLean in their commercials. I think I must have made more than 50 commercials with George. All that newfound fame arriving when George was in his 80s. If we could all be so lucky. I loved working with him. He was fun, he was a gentleman, and he always came to recording sessions dressed like he was going to court. My friend George passed away at the age of 92. And he was still in demand. Back in 1971, there was a highly creative billboard done here in Canada. 
As a matter of fact, it was inducted into the Canadian Billboard Hall of Fame. It was created by Oscar Ross at the Goodis Goldberg Soren Advertising Agency in Toronto. The idea was incredibly simple, but I never forgot it. Picture this. It was a billboard with one corner of it actually peeling off and flapping in the wind. All it said was, quick, the Elmer's glue. So smart, so visually arresting, so memorable. It taught me something. It showed me that the medium itself could be the idea. The fact Oscar Ross used the actual paper on the billboard as part of the idea was an epiphany to me. Many years later, I took that lesson to heart. A group of nuns in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario, called my company and said they had a branding problem. Needless to say, I was intrigued. When I met with the nuns, they were smart, savvy, and knew exactly what they needed. They said that since they don't wear habits anymore, they had no visibility. Or, as they said, we lost our branding. They wanted an advertising campaign that spoke to women who were feeling a spiritual calling. The ads were to say the nuns of Sault Ste. Marie were still out there and ready to talk. The transit company in the Sioux had donated some interior ad space in their buses. So we created an ad that said, if you're looking for answers, you're looking in the right direction. But here's the thing. We wanted to put that ad on the ceiling of the buses which the bus company promptly refused to do because they had never done it before. We said, but it's possible. They said, we don't do that. We said, but it's possible. We persisted. They finally relented, proving one of my favorite maxims, dare and the world will always yield. So when bus passengers looked up, meaning the big up, they saw a message from the Sisters of St. Joseph of Sault Ste. Marie. The ceiling became part of the message, inspired by Oscar Ross and the Elmer's Glue billboard. My favorite advertising of all time is the 1960s Volkswagen campaign. I have mentioned it often. It was created by the great Doyle Dane Burnback Agency, I called them the Beatles of advertising because they changed everything. They brought humor to advertising in the early 60s when ads were still stuck in a very sober see the USA in your Chevrolet era. Then along came the lowly Volkswagen, a small, homely-looking German car in a post-war world. Volkswagen only sold a grand total of two cars in 1949, So the car maker eventually fired their advertising agency and hired Doyle Dane Burnback. That agency made VW famous. Understand something. Nothing changed but the advertising. The car was the same. The Volkswagen marketing department was the same. The only thing that changed was the thinking. What DDB brought to VW was searing honesty mixed with incredible wit. A print ad from the early 60s featured the headline... Ugly is only skin deep. And the ad began with the sentence, It may not be much to look at. What other car, to this day, would dare call itself ugly in its own advertising? Another ad was completely blank. All it said was, No point showing the 1962 Volkswagen. It still looks the same. 
Still another poked fun at how slow the VW was. It showed a VW driver getting a speeding ticket. The hilarious headline? It's possible. While DDB made fun of the car, it also highlighted the fact VW was incredibly affordable to buy. Mr. Jones and Mr. Crampler were neighbors. They each had $3,000. With his money, Mr. Jones bought himself a $3,000 car. With his money, Mr. Crampler bought himself a new refrigerator, a new range, a new washer, a new dryer, a record player, two new television sets, and a brand new Volkswagen. Now Mr. Jones is faced with that age-old problem, keeping up with the Kremplers. Soon, VW was the biggest selling import in North America. I loved the self-deprecating nature of the VW work. The powerful thing about self-deprecating advertising is that it lets people know the brand doesn't take itself too seriously. Here's a commercial I wrote for the Toronto Symphony Orchestra. The goal was to tell people they shouldn't feel intimidated by the symphony. Someone in this city right now is facing a fear they can't seem to overcome. Fear of the Toronto Symphony Orchestra. Take Walter S. of Toronto. I'm afraid I'll mispronounce Wagner or Shostakovich. Shostakovich. Him too. Don't let this stop you from seeing the TSO. And if you do mispronounce a composer's name, you'll only have to pay a small monetary fine. We're kidding. We don't do that anymore. Call the Roy Thompson Hall box office for tickets. The Toronto Symphony Orchestra. You should only be afraid you'll miss it. Taking the perceived stuffiness out of the symphony with self-deprecating humor told people the TSO could poke fun at itself. And therefore, classical music lovers had nothing to fear but fear itself. Everybody has major influences in their life. The Beatles were influenced by Buddy Holly. Elvis was influenced by Dean Martin. Beethoven kept a picture of Bach on his desk. You begin by imitating your heroes, then slowly, surely, you develop your own style. As someone once said, you may drink Gatorade, but what you sweat is your own. My advertising sensibilities were certainly forged by some mighty inspirations. A perfume commercial, a snowplow ad from my childhood, a master class in sound effects courtesy of a coyote and a roadrunner, a profound lesson in casting from Dick Orkin, looking up in awe at Stan Freeberg's big thinking, seeing a corner of a billboard flapping in the wind. A boss once said my ads were like the far side. He meant it as a criticism. I couldn't have been prouder. That slightly twisted Larson-esque humor had seeped into my cells. There comes a time in your life when you should tip your hat to your heroes, the ones we're lucky enough to meet and the ones who influence us from afar. To all those inspirational people, I say thank you. You definitely had me under your influence. I'm Terry O'Reilly.
This episode was recorded in the Terror Stream. Producer, Debbie O'Reilly. Sound engineer, Keith Oman. Theme music by Ari Posner and Ian Lefevre. Digital content producer, Sydney O'Reilly. If you like this episode, you might also enjoy an episode titled Advertising Alumni, Season 3, Episode 11. You'll find it in our archives wherever you download your podcasts. See you next week. Under the influence. All meat, no filler. Hey, I like your style. I'd like your style even more if you were wearing an Under the Influence t-shirt. Just saying. You'll find them on our shop page at terryoreilly.ca slash shop. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com.